What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the FN Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Tanizio. Sitting across from me is my guy, Martin Moreno. The very sore Martin Moreno. The very sore Martin Moreno. Mm-hmm. Had some really good lifts. Mm-hmm. Some really good effing lifts. Uh, but today we're not talking about lifting. We're talking about Black Widow. All the spoilers included. But before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to the FN Nerds Podcast and all of our socials. And always check back each week as we upload more of that good stuff for you guys to listen to. Yeah, just all spoilers. Yes. No non-spoiler. We're just no. jumping right the into it. The movie has been out for about a week now. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's on Disney+. Plus. Everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, put their two cents in. So, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, exactly. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We saw Black Widow on opening night. And it's been a while since we've seen a Marvel movie on the big screen. Yes. It's also the first time we were back at Lincoln Square for, like, the longest time. No, we, bro. We were just there. Well, for Dolby, but not for the IMAX. Oh, true. Yeah. Wait, when, really? When was the last time we saw an IMAX movie there? I don't know. It's been a while. Because we, we saw Scott Pilgrim and Doby, which is fucking awesome. Which is awesome, right? Yeah. Sat in the balcony. But Fuck. like for IMAX, dude, like, like no, it, was, right. it, it wasn't Birds of Prey. No. It wasn't. Um, Fuck, dude. It's been so long. It's been long, bro. Yeah. Like, like we didn't see we didn't see Rise of Skywalker there because once we saw it the first time we're like fuck we didn't see in that movie. Again. Yeah, I mean we've been to the theater a couple times. Since we have during the pandemic and since uh, post COVID, during COVID, or whatever. Yeah, but no, you're right. That's a lot. Yeah, that's the like, first time we've been, been to. It's been like a long time. This right, been there. and that's literally if anyone is in the New York City area, you have to go to AMC Lincoln Square 13. It is the biggest IMAX in the country, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's the country. I don't in the think, country, yeah, I, it's definitely like, the biggest on the East Coast. I mean, like we have. Liberty Science Center near us, mm-hmm. and they have like that 360 IMAX, but I don't think you can see movies. No, on that's it. more for like that's like a planetarium. It's like a planetarium, right? Kind of thing. So yeah, that's yeah, some yeah. other like bullshit. If you want to go see Planet Earth, you can go to that. Exactly, but, but this is like legit. It's IMAX. like a legit yeah. IMAX, and it's so crazy too because like we've been so spoiled with that theater we, that whenever we go to another IMAX, it's not even. It doesn't it's, compare. It's bro. not. It's like a regular screen. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Every it's other. Not. It's literally. Um, I, I think it's 80 feet tall. It's, yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, but it's insane. Definitely, if you're in the New York City area, definitely check it out. And we are going to see fucking Suicide Squad on. I'm so yes, pumped. if you um, if you are a movie lover and you live in the tri-state area and you want to take a little drive, take to, a trip, man. Take a trip to New York City and yeah. check out a movie. Definitely check out AMC Lincoln Square 13. It is incredible. It's definitely by far my favorite theater. Hell yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it was awesome to see. Uh, a Marvel movie back on the big screen, like when that fucking title sequence starts. Everyone got jacked. Everyone up. got so everyone jacked was so up. excited. Everyone was yeah, ready. Like just like the the music. The we've kind of talked about how this it's essentially kind of become the most popular. I don't want to say iconic, but in a way, it's become the most sort of popular. I mean, you intro. Could, you could even say iconic for for our time. And I think when we look back at it, ten years from now, twenty years from now, and you just think of these iconic title sequences maybe mm-hmm. like like that marvel opening studio sequences, studio sequences. like right. that's going to be that like i would even say today that's got to be one of the most recognizable ones other than like the main studio intros like universal right. studios is probably one of the more famous ones 20th century fox 20th century fox well now 20th century studios um also i want to throw in there too the warner well see warner Bros. always is just like they they do their they do they're constantly revamping themselves it's never a good sign when you're constantly rebranding yourself classic warner Bros. yeah and they're on their bullshit but um but yeah dude just hearing the music seeing seeing it on the big screen again was just so exciting had really good energy man it really did all right let's get into our review for black widow i heard you had to leave in a hurry it's never easy these days so what are you going to do? I've lived a lot of lives, but I'm done running from my past. 
know you're out there. I know you know I'm out here. So we're gonna talk like grown-ups? Is that what we are? You too, sis. What brings you home? We have unfinished business. We have to go back to where it all started. Lucky us. One thing's for sure. It's gonna be a hell of a reunion. Still fits. Family. Back together again. You got fat. Set after the events of Captain America Civil War, the film sees Natasha Romanoff on the run and forced to confront a conspiracy tied to her past. The film was written and directed by Kate Shortland and stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, OT, I'm not even going to say your last name, bro. I'm really sorry. You play Mason in the movie. You're hilarious, but yeah, uh, I'm not going to mess with this name right now. <laughs> uh, Olga Kurilenko, William Hurt, Ray Winstone, and Rachel Weiss. Checking in over Rotten Tomatoes, Black Widow holds a critic score of 80% and an audience score of 92%. Nice. No surprise with Solid. a Marvel movie. They always grade uh-huh. it on the curve. You got those yeah. Mar- you got those Marvel stands. Yeah, pretty much. But I think the 80% is well deserved. I'm kind of in that sort of range. I guess we'll get to it later on. We but, will get to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah we'll, we'll, all right, we're, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Martin, lead us off. Give me some of your positives for this movie. Positives right away. Is just, I really love how sort of the, uh, the talent that these Marvel movies and these Marvel projects have attracted. For sure. When you think about what we have coming up with Moon Knight, you know, we got fucking Oscar Isaacs and Ethan, Ethan Hawke, two of the greatest actors working today. And we got Rachel Weiss, who is definitely one of the greatest actresses working today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh, who's just on the come up. I have some comments that we will oh, get to. We were going to get to those. We we're going definitely going to get to those. To. But, uh, but yeah, David Harbour was oh, incredible in this movie. Um, the dude has just really sort of splashed on the scene in the last couple of years, obviously because of Stranger Things. Right. Really, really put him on the map. He's been around for a while, but that really kind of put him in the sort of general audience. He's um, also like one of the most charismatic dudes like right. on screen. Like he can eat like obviously he's played for laughs here and he does it really well, which to that point. I do have a big issue with the Marvel jokes. You know, I cannot stand when they undercut the drama of a scene just to make a funny joke for the audience to laugh at. Uh, it's really starting to get on my nerves. But for David Harbour, because maybe because I'm, I'm biased because I love David Harbour, but he just does it so well. And like he's very good at playing off the comedy, but also reverting to drama when he has to. And you buy it. You know what I mean? There's no like, oh, you know, he's just the funny guy. You know? Right. He, no, he, but he has it's, all range it's of like you said, he's just like very charismatic. He's very charming. Mm-hmm. And this is like a dude that you just can't help but like. For sure. So to see this, the, the talent that they got involved with this movie, that was definitely one of my biggest positives. Um, another big positive to me was the opening sequence. Yeah, I man. really, really liked the opening sequence. I liked the little revamped version of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by um, 
uh, Molly J. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that shit on repeat yeah. on, uh, on Spotify. Actually, what it's good, it's, it's good workout music. It is a good workout music, but I'm turning more to uh, Apple Music now. <laughs> this is not a sponsorship or a shatter or anything. I have both. I've had both. But forever. Apple sounds better, man. Apple's just louder. It is louder, and, and when you're in the gym and stuff, sometimes you yeah. Get that loud and I've, and you know, I'm I always gravitate towards Spotify, but I. <laughs> it's really funny because Apple Music constantly. Um, I constantly get it annually for like 10 bucks do you really yeah because it's like some fucking deal i don't know what oh. it is but they oh, for some reason they love giving it to me yeah, yeah. And i always just take it so <laughs> i've had both forever i just always use spotify but i'm trying to i'm trying to make that that that, that jump that jump to apple music because oh, i feel like it just sounds better and it sounds louder well i feel like i've heard that before that spotify has some weird audio compression and i've even noticed it when i had my headphones in and, you know, Hans Zimmer's doing his thing and I'm trying to lift heavy ass weight and I'm like, oh, let me just jack this up. It doesn't go high enough. I'm like, I need it to go louder. I need yeah. it louder. Okay, this is completely, okay, let's, let's get back to the fucking, yeah, uh, no, we'll get back to, let's get back to Black Widow. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the opening sequence was really cool. I love the way it was done with like, um, kind of like a, like a, uh, a collage, like what, what's it called? Um. Like a well, title, like a well, bunch it's, of sequences. It's, it's like a montage. A montage. Yeah, you, it's like you. a montage. I knew well, something that ended in age, but yeah, it was a montage of like all these different um, of her kind of growing up, all her missions and everything. It, rem- it reminded me a lot of um, like you know, like a, the Godzilla opening sequence or oh, like yeah, the yeah, Incredible true. Hulk opening sequence. Remember? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's right. When you know, he's like, and, when he gets it. Well, that's the other thing, man. We don't really get a lot of elaborate title sequences anymore like mm-hmm. nowadays i feel like the movie just starts and we're and we're in it and like we some half the time we don't even get like the main title right it just it just we're, every we're now in. and then randomly we get like the, the credits we'll get like the, credits, the opening yeah. of whatever yeah but i thought it was done really well um with the music and yeah other than that um i thought some of the action pieces were a little hit or miss um yes yeah actually you know what let's jump into that real quick i did enjoy the action scenes i think they're really entertaining but nothing was special, I guess you could right. say. There was nothing where I was like, oh, this is you know one of the better sequences that they've done. It was solid, and I thought it was fine. But nothing was just over the top. Like there was there, like the chase scenes in here do not compare to the chase scenes in like Winter Soldier. You know right. what I mean? It feels like the junior version of Winter right. Soldier. Right. And I felt like it was a little bit too zoomed in, shaky cam. Sometimes there were some yeah. moments. There were some moments when it was a little wider, pulled back. You can see everything in frame. You can see the action. But there was also a lot of moments where it was very zoomed in, yeah. shaky cam, very quick. Um, so I thought some of them were hit or miss. Um, and then yeah, like like I said, the performances I thought were were great. And uh, and then and then it's just yeah, bro. Just to quickly recap, um, along with like Rachel Weisz, David Harbour, you have fucking like Ray Winston, yeah. who the dude has not aged since like two thousand three. He hasn't. He looks exactly the same as he did in fucking Departed. He does. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, those are those are some of my sort of positives that come up right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, I kind of reiterate a lot of the stuff you said. I also love the score, um, by Lauren Balf. I think is his, is how you say his last name. He did scores for like a lot of the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does a lot of like that spy espionage kind of stuff. And that's kind of what Marvel was going for here. Like the first two thirds of this movie is very like born ultimatum kind of it's stuff. 100% you know, born, it's yeah. their version of like that kind of stuff. Um, I also just for specific scenes that I loved, uh, the prison break sequence with them breaking David Harbour out. That's a fantastic ski- a sequence. A prison break sequence are always fun. They're always good. Man. Yeah. And yeah. if they're done well, like it's going to, yes. this is going to sell you over. Like, for for yeah. sure. Um, and then also that the family reunite at the dinner table kind of scene, mm-hmm. like, Played for laughs, but that's where Florence Pugh really takes over and just crushes. You know, for her performance, that's the apex in this movie. 
is at that dinner table. I thought yeah. she was fucking. And she had some. Job. She had probably the best joke was like, "Why do you always do that pose?" Yes, the pose. Yeah. And he's like, well, "Like, well, like, whenever I see you fighting, you're you're doing this pose." And uh, you do with the, the, the hair the, flip. The superhero yeah. landing, you know. So, um, why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. And the, like the. This this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a yeah, it's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. I'm not a poser. <laughs> so yeah, that joke worked really well. But um, but do you want to get into the Florence Pugh talk now? Yeah, since yeah. Kind of... Fuck it. Let's jump in. We're jumping into this. All right. Literally, since fucking Black Widow came out, I'm seeing all this shit because I'm a TikTok slut now. I I really am. Uh, big fan for of sure. So on TikTok, on Instagram, on like all these other social media platforms that these fucking kids use, I'm seeing all this shit about like how everyone like likes her and how they love her, all like the uh, all the funny things of like you know top ten things that I want to be inside of in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So they show the helicarrier, <laughs> they show the rafts, and then they show like a picture of her. Yeah, you know like the traditional like. And it's the like scene. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it, but it's hilarious. It's I know like it the, funny, it it's funny. it's like a recurring thing that these these kids these fucking kids do. <laughs> But I'm just like, look, and we're not the only ones. No, we're not. By far, we aren't the only no, ones. No, we're not. But we've been talking this girl up for the past three years. Yes. Um, I think she is absolutely incredible. I've loved her since I first saw her in Fighting With My Family. Um, she blew up in 2018. She had an incredible year between Fight, Fighting With My Family was 2018, Was right? 2018. She did a film before that. I don't remember what it was, but that sort of was like, oh, there's this girl, Florence Pugh. She's right. pretty good. And then, like, yeah, then she does Fighting With My Family. Then Midsommar. Midsommar. Little Women. And Little Women, which yeah. that was probably, she's probably my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, so she, like, really blew up in, in like, she had an incredible year in 2018. But those movies are, in all intents and purposes, kind of like indie films. Yes. You know, like, it's A24. You know, for the most part, they do smaller budget films. Right. Uh, so it obviously went under the radar of the general audience, but yes. now we have a fucking Marvel movie that everyone sees, yep. which is fine. But now everyone is just talking about Florence Pugh, and it just reminds me of like when you know a, a good band, yes, like when you like first discover like a really kind of good small band, and then they blow up, and everyone's talking about them. Yeah, and I'm like, I knew them when they were like, <laughs> when they were small. I knew them when they were like, I knew them before they were cool. When they were when they were performing at the, at the, like the local bar, and right. now they're performing at like fucking massive venues, you know. <laughs> so it's just like it. Look, it literally means nothing, but I'm just like. I'm just like fuck you, people. I know, yeah. Like, what do you guys know? I've been I've been on her dick for like the past three years. Now all of a sudden, everyone wants to like jump on. That's like, facts. That is whatever. facts. But good for her. No, no, good for her, man. Mm-hmm. She absolutely deserves. it. She deserves all this recognition. She does, man. And going from here, she's just gonna keep like getting. She's gonna get these massive roles now, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now that she's doing action movies. I wouldn't be surprised if she they try to you know push her to be like somewhat of an action star like she'll get more action even movies. like chris asked we were, when we left he's like yeah. who was that oh, we didn't even know <laughs> no remember oh uh, when we were leaving the movie he's like who was that bro and i was like bro it's florence Pugh." i remember him asking that oh, oh yeah. shit yeah he's wow. like bro, she's thick i'm like yeah. hell yeah hell yes yeah hell fucking yeah <laughs> um but yeah so other than florence Pugh, um the other thing i i wanted to give some props to was uh the production design like i really dug the design of like the red room like when we get to the Red Room in the yeah. third act, like I have issues with the third act, which we'll get into, but like the whole design of it, like especially, um, what's Ray Winstone's character's name? Uh, Drakeoff. Drakeoff. I like Drakeoff's office. 
and then just the facility itself I thought was really cool. But uh, I love that majority of the movie, like two thirds of it are like on sets and on location. So I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really a nice switch. Up you can from, tell like, too. You could tell that that it actually is filmed on location. So right. that's a usual, that's a nice change up from like the typical Marvel behind a green screen kind of thing. Right. Um, but all right, man, any other positives you want to highlight? Um, that's pretty much it. You know, just uh, great performances, great talent they brought on board. Yeah. They assembled like a, a very good cast. Um, action sequences, like I said, were a little bit hit or miss. And then yeah, opening sequence was was, uh, was really cool. Just the the opening in general too, with like having them a young version of them. It was a, it was cool though, bro. It was like Ohio. the Americans. Yes, it, it was, was it exactly was, yeah. it was exactly what it what it was. And also, um, it reminded me a little bit of the Amazing Spider-Man two opening sequence. A little bit, yeah, when, uh, for sure. You know, Andrew Garfield's dad comes in. So we, they, gotta, we gotta get they, out of here. Get yeah, out of here. Yep. No, so it's a little. Does this mean that we're gonna get Andrew Garfield <laughs> Spider-Man in the MCU? Oh my god! Oh, it's a foregone conclusion. So yes, so, yeah. But. I mean what. Tune back to our Loki finale. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can hear us talk about it. But uh, but yeah, dude, those are pretty much everything I said are kind of like positives. For sure. Uh, before we jump into negatives, the thing that I'll say about this movie is the reason why I consider this movie to be somewhat of a success is because the family drama is very good. Like I like I love all these characters, and at the end of the movie, like even though we know we kind of know what happens so that kind of undercuts the tension a little bit but i cared like what was going on with these characters when we get to like the third act and like i'm pissed because the fact that natasha romanoff is dead spoiler alert we're never gonna get this group together again to go on another mission because i would love to see another movie with this core group well that's that kind of goes into the negatives that's that's yeah if that, you want to use that transition if you want to use that there we transition go there's a nice the transition negatives. Uh, yeah, it was a, I don't know how to say it, I guess like a pity movie. Yeah. Like, okay, I know we should have given you a movie a long time, blah, 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 so we're going to do it now. And like, it, as good as, you know, it was or could have been whatever, like this movie should have clearly came out after Civil War. For sure. And there's, I know that there are some factors that go into this, and I don't remember the executive's name, but this was before Feige became the guy. Was it Perlmutter? Maybe Ike Promoter. Uh, yes, yes, that's him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the story goes that they were arguing about the direction of Marvel. And correct me if I'm wrong, dude, but wasn't it like Feige went to Bob Iger and said, "You need to get this guy out of here." Yeah, and put me in Promoter, charge because this guy's fucking up. And he was also fucking up with the TV division. He was. Yeah, Ike, Ike Promoter was in charge of television, so okay. he was kind of overlooking Agents of Shield and all those stuff. Right. Feige was more like in the movie business, but a lot of the a lot of he still like, Feige I think still I, had I, to go through him through Ike. Yeah, through Ike. Promoter, right, but then that was essentially it. They were like, "You need to get this fucking guy out." Yeah, that was, that was basically he eventually left, and then Feige took over everything. Right, um, but Feige wanted to do Black Widow a lot sooner, and this and this dude Ike like blocked him. Was like, "Nah, no one wants to see that." Classic fucking executive, you know what I right. mean? And then so, Wonder Woman came out, and they're like, oh, "All right, oh, maybe, I guess we'll do I this guess, now. I guess we could have like we'll a, a female Black Panther comes out. Oh, we could have a Black right, female, right, you know, yeah, idiots." But yeah, man. So the fact that this does come late five years too late this movie would have been perfect had this been the one to come out between if civil this came war out after and, civil war that's what i mean like bro, like give, it should have yeah it's it absolutely should have so i would have loved to have had this between civil war and, and infinity war have been great like look don't get me wrong i'm glad we got it and it's no well des- I, and I it's well too. deserved and, and it's those things where like in five years you're gonna like when you go back to rewatch the entire marvel cinematic universe in chronological order then you could fucking put black widow after civil war right and watch it. you're not gonna know the difference and like know? i said it's well deserved the character definitely um deserves her own movie but yeah, it's just it's unfortunate that how it kind of came out the way it did, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And to to kind of stay on that point, I will say one of my issues with this movie is the fact that Natasha Romanoff is sort of undercut in her own film because this movie does a lot to really set up Florence Pugh as 
Black Widow going forward, which right. is what's going to happen. So, you know, she's she she almost gets outshined a little bit in her own movie, which to me is upsetting for the fact that her character is dead and she's not going to get another crack at this. Is she? I mean, true, but that's why Florence Pugh uh, is so good. Well, no, I know, I, I get that, but like, this is supposed to be like for this character that we've been with since fucking Iron Man two. Now's her time to shine, and part of the movie is designed to introduce the next Black Widow. That's So that's that's a bit of a problem for me. Right. That they're using this as more of a setup for the next person instead of focusing on, hey, this character that's been here, this legacy character that is not coming back is getting undercut in her own film. Right. So that's kind of an issue that I had with uh, No, I agree with, with that. I, I can see that too. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, other issues that I had were uh, the CG were a little give and take. Yeah. I thought there were so moments when CG was really good, like when she got de-aged. Yeah, I thought that was fucking incredible. Yeah, that was a really good uh, de aging on that. Uh, was you talk about Scarlett Johansson? When yeah, the flashback. When you yeah. did the flashback, it was a really young, uh, young ScarJo. Uh, we finally get some context of Budapest. We do. I wish there was more, bro. I like, wish there was more I, like, too. But at this point, like, I don't really care. I don't care either. Yeah. But but like that was one of those things where it's like this is the thing that we've been hearing about for so long. I feel like it was very interesting. Like when and then when she was also discussing like what she had to go through for her and Clint to get out of Budapest. I'm like, that was, that's more of an interesting film than what we got here. That's that's what everyone's saying too. Like, yeah. Let's, let's figure like, out like, what happened like, Yeah, like, like, give me this. And yeah, we, we hear all the time. Um, we got a little backstory as to what it was. Essentially, like, that's really when she tried to kill Drake off. Right. Killed his daughter as well. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. I'm not like crying over. Uh, no, it's it's kind of just it's it's whatever. Yeah. But I thought the de aging in that sequence was really good. Um, when she allegedly kills her daughter, and we use that as a transition because right. the daughter is Taskmaster, and Boom! That, and the character was way more intriguing Boom! with the mask on than it was with the mask off. Bro, one of Marvel's worst villains of all time. Mm-hmm. Is Taskmaster? She should just. It shouldn't even been revealed. It should have just like been like, let's just keep Taskmaster, whatever, whatever, and we'll, we'll figure it out down the road. Well, like here's here's also my problem too, right? All right, because if you know the character of Taskmaster, now I'm not acting like an I'm an expert. I played the fucking Spider-Man PS4 game. Mm-hmm. Taskmaster comes in as like a little side character, but he's awesome. So I'm like, oh cool, let me read up on this guy, and I read up on him, and he's fucking awesome. Oh, good for you. He's, he's like good. a violent Riddler. He's yeah. He's well. He's also like a mercenary for hire. Right. So when you intro Task master here i'm like all right and and like there's even in, i'm pretty sure in his in his comic runs he's hired to train other you right know, you know he's other like, people so he's it's like, like like you say he's almost like a combination of riddler and deathstroke right which are more popular notable names right but i mean like you could have easily done legit taskmaster here and just had drake off hire him as a mercenary to train black widows he could have been a drill sergeant or something like that i think that would have been awesome and the character's a bit of a wise ass so i think that would have made for a more compelling villain to the story because like taskmaster is the main villain of this story even though it is drake off who's kind of like the guy in the chair mm-hmm. but here there's no personality taskmaster is basically a robot even though it's not really a robot, but like that's it's kind essentially of, a robot. It's essentially a robot. Yeah. And then it ends up being fucking Drakov's daughter. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. And not just that, but now you've ruined the character. You've ruined, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, and the, the only done. the only other way is Dude, that if like a mercenary kills her and then takes and, it ta- and then takes, takes up the over. Mantle. And bro, I saw so many. I saw some of these clowns, some of these fucking scoopers that just like suck Marvel's dick, trying to defend it and being like, well, you guys didn't like Winter Soldier right away, so just give Taskmaster some time. They'll bring the character back, and you'll end up loving. It's like, shut up. Who didn't like? Winter Who Soldier fucking right? didn't like Winter Soldier right away? I don't fucking Winter yeah. right away. <laughs> and speaking of Winter Soldier, Taskmaster is a clear fucking ripoff of Winter Soldier. Clear ripoff. You mean the just like in the same sense of a brainwashed character oh. connected to our hero's past? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's much, like yeah. I'm like, what are we doing here? Come on. I don't know, but he look well. She 
She looks cool. <laughs> well, that was the other thing too, bro. Like that's definitely a dude stunt man in that suit. And then yeah. when Olga Kirilenko is in the suit for their face reveal, well, that's then the thing too. Because in too. the opening sequence, even though I praised it, we see Olga Kirilenko's name, and I'm just like. Oh, I didn't know she was in this and movie. And she's not in the marketing at all. Right. I mean? So I'm waiting for her to pop up and I'm like, oh boy. For a split second, I thought she was the chick that was... That broke her leg. That broke her leg. Right. I thought that right. was her. And I was like, oh, it's not her. What's her app, by the way? I don't know. You should look that chick. <laughs> and look, and you, and you look her up. IMDB that shit, bro. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let me get that handle, baby girl. Um, but yeah, but other negatives for me, um, other than Taskmaster, was like a lot of the third act... Um, the movie kind of falls apart a little bit because it, I, yeah, it falls into your traditional big action CG set piece. It, um, it does because like the first two acts are so good and like I'm I'm like I'm really into it. I'm like I'm like, like I fucking love this movie. And then the third act happens, and it's just like for for one thing, you get the fucking villain monologuing. Yes, where he just says his entire fucking plan, wraps it up in a little fucking bow, Classic. tells him how to defeat it. If he if, you got me monologuing, you got me monologuing. Yeah, exactly. You sly dog. You got me monologuing. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, bro. And like, so I'm just like, all right, well, now I know what they're doing here. Uh, the pheromone thing is kind of stupid. Like, it's very stupid. She could just literally walk across the room and sh fucking shoot him if she wanted to. Yeah, like, and it's just like, you didn't have, have to break your nose. Come on. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Was good for like, you know, she gives, she, um, Tasha does not fuck around. No, she doesn't fuck around. But it's just like, you couldn't figure something. Like, I just hate mind control. I'm just so over mind control. Like it's so well, like well, and that's the thing too, bro. Like like e even in Age of Ultron, it's kind of like alluded to that it's a psychological thing that the Red Room does, right? That kind mm -hmm. of breaks these women and turns them into killers. Right. Just and think of like, like think of every single toxic relationship out there. Yeah. How, like, people are scared or just physically they're so traumatized from what happened in like um, <laughs> I'm getting a little too personal here. Get <laughs> so traumatized from what happened in like earlier relationships that they just can't they, they keep reverting back to that. Right. They think that they, they deserve less or whatever. So right. they can't really kind of escape that. No, know? no, you no, that's that's one hundred percent correct. And even when she's trying to kill Drake off, I'm like, oh it's probably like some psychological effect. And then he's like, no pheromones. I'm like, oh what the fuck? I'm like, what is this trash? <laughs> Come on. Pheromones, man. really? Uh, the other thing too was it's a very very heavy-handed message. Oh, it's their Me Too movie. It's their Me Too movie. Yeah, basically. exactly. You know what is, I yeah. mean? And like that fucking cringy. That's ass what I'm saying. Like a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was to say that that cringy ass line. Even Chris called this out too. Like, I do finally come out of the shadows, using the only natural resource that the, the world has too much of. Girls. Girls. Yeah, like what the fuck does that even mean? Fucking massive eye roll, bro. Um, but that kind of we were saying of how like um And also too, like uh like Ray Winston's character, he's he's kind of a Harvey Weinstein type. Like if you think about it, like no, he's a scumbag. That's what I mean. But yeah, if you yeah. go back and you watch that scene again and you put Harvey Weinstein in your head as you watch him, you're like, Oh, okay, I could see that. Yeah, he's literally just like um like collecting these women and yeah. forcing them to do shit. Basically, yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh but no, it's it's like you said, it, the whole um, I also think the release of this movie, unfortunately, does play a little also into the whole politics of like, all right, all right, all right, we'll put our lady movie out. Yeah. You know, everyone shut up. Stop complaining, you know? Well, that's the thing too, man. And I know there's people that have their issues with the first Wonder Woman movie, but one of the reasons why I love that I movie like two so thirds much. in that movie. Oh, of Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the third act as much as you do, but it definitely is lacking. Uh, but like one of the reasons why I do love that movie so much is it doesn't 
like try to say that she's a woman superhero. She's just a superhero. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's at no point, and there's a moment where they could have easily called attention to that during the no man's land scene where Steve tells Diana, you know, no man can cross this battlefield. And they could have easily had her say, well, I'm no man, but mm -hmm. she doesn't. Like that was the moment where they could have done it and they didn't. I fucking love them. Bro, that they didn't that do was that. reserved for Awen <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> oh, she that's kills, true. Yes. When she yes. kills, uh, when she kills the king. Yeah, she, what, what, what's, what's the line she gives? She's like... When he's like, uh, he's like, fool, like, no man can kill me, whatever. And I am, then, I am and no then man. she takes off her helmet, I am no man, stabs him <laughs> in the fucking face. It's still, cool, yeah. it's still a cool moment. Fucking awesome, dude. It's a fucking awesome moment. You fool, no man can kill me. I am no man. One of the other issues I had is the very, very end where Natasha's caught, but well, she's not caught. She literally could fucking leave. It's when Black Widow is on the ground. Mm -hmm. She's saying goodbye to her family. She's like, no, nah, I'm gonna take the rap for this. I'm gonna stay. And then it literally cuts to black and then it flashes two weeks later and she's in her fucking Infinity War getup. And Mason's like, hey, I got a fucking Quinjet for you. And it's like, what What just happened? See, that didn't bother that me. That bothers the fuck out of me, dude. To me, that, that didn't really bother me because I just figured, I'm like, okay, she escaped. That's yeah, really what it. Like, that's really what it. It's just to to me. That's I feel like they were either cutting around something, or they were like, we need to tie this in somehow. And it was just I like I, I feel yeah, like it was there, probably like lazy. There, there has to be something there. Like I almost feel like that they cut a scene out of her talking to William Hurt. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but I feel like that there's more to it because like that's such an awkward cut. Like just in editing purposes, just for it to f go hard cut to black. Two weeks later, no explanation. And she's off to fucking break them out of the raft. Yeah, that didn't really bother me. I yeah. do get it though. Like I just put the two and two together. I figured she got captured, she escaped again, but and she, then but, dyed her hair to. But but on. also but also too, bro. Like there's no reason she couldn't have hopped on the fucking jet with her family and fucking taken off. And then it flashes two weeks later. Like there's no reason why she couldn't have done that. Oh no, that's no, that's definitely true because nothing implied that she had gotten that she had gotten captured before. Right. So she definitely could have gotten on the jet and then had a little conversation, and be like. All right, I love you, my family. Right, but, but I now ha I have to I have break to out my other family. Right, and then Dominic Toretto comes in. Exactly. Yes. Someone say family. Someone say family. Yes. Hop in. Yes, let's go, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of bugged me too. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Like the same thing with like the the Marvel jokes. It wasn't it wasn't that bad here, which I was very happy about. But there are moments where they undercut drama with a joke and I'm like, man, just let it marinate a little bit, please. Can we just hang in this moment? Like you don't have to keep letting the audience know that it's okay. Like, you know, we can we can handle some I don't drama. Think there weren't that many. There wasn't that many. No. But there were a few there are a handful of moments where it's just like Because like know. the big joke that sticks out is obviously well, I mean, I love the David Harbour line. He's like, I just got out of prison to have a lot of energy. Yeah, that was great. I was fucking was dying. Good. It was so good. I want to say something right off the bat. You haven't aged a day, huh? You're just as beautiful and as supple as the day they staged our marriage. You got fat, but still good. I just got out of prison. I, uh, I have a lot of energy. Oh, please don't do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, the big joke is obviously the Florence Pugh, the one that she makes when like um, 
oyster why do you always pose like that whenever? yeah no that that was that was a good one too like like a lot of it feels natural especially the dialogue between florence Pugh and um scarlett johansson like mm-hmm. they, it very much felt authentic like sisters like as they're talking to each other especially when she's talking about the vest yeah like, oh, it's got a lot of pockets like i like that's a great like i feel like that's an authentic conversation yeah and it was that, like, not even just sisters but just siblings but also have. like just the context of it when she was like this is the first thing i've ever bought myself right because you know? she's been under control for forever however, however long yeah. yeah yeah but um but yeah, I had some issues with the story overall, like just like right from the very beginning where she gets like flash in the face yeah. with this shit. And then I'm like, okay, this is where we're going. I'm like, all right, all right we'll get there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of over mind control. I'm kind of over, like I would have just, yeah, like you said, if it was more of like a psychological thing where these girls are just so traumatized from everything that they've been through since right. they were little girls. And, and also literally... too, like, like it could have just been like that they've been lied to, you know, that, that, yeah. they, that they're believing in something. That, I mean, that, that to me is more relatable on like a human level right like that whole kind of thing like i like i can believe in that more so than like oh it's this mind control thing and it and you know there's an antidote and all that other yeah like for example think of nebula in endgame when uh she's about to kill clint and then the nebula and gamora show up and she's like come with us and she's like he won't let me yeah like thanos like like, something like that because that moment you feel it you're like this poor fucking girl like you know she's just been under literally her dad's like shadow and been traumatized and abused for for so long right that, and that like, also makes drake off more despicable as a, as a villain, exactly you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah but um no no we'll have pheromones we're, we're just some bullshit pheromones we'll have mind, some control, mind control yeah. you know and yeah it, and like you said too bro that's such a good point it just makes drake off that much of like a bigger like puppet master asshole more of a threat yeah, yeah. more of like just like a despicable character um doing that because I thought the like I'm just a sucker for these like lady assassins. Yeah, just seeing them like right off the bat with like on fucking roofs with snipers. I almost wanted more of. That. I want more. I, yeah, I and at the end when they all the come in, yeah. when they all come in, and then they, they all start fighting. Like it, I thought it was so fucking cool. You know, it just reminds me of like Oh Ren Ishii, like when she was like a like a little seventeen year old girl, like yeah, you know, from the fucking sniping that guy yes, in limo yes. from like a gazillion miles away. Hell it's yeah. fucking it's fucking bad. Like we need we like and this is. And I know everyone says this, but it's true. Like we need more. Like oh, I no, want no, more. We, we definitely need more of these. Like these badass. Like because we do get some of these. Like there's that one movie coming up with like Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz. I don't even. I don't even know if it came out already. It didn't come out. It got delayed by the pandemic. I completely forgot what it was called. But the only downside was it was directed by the fucking dude that did. Uh, but Dark even. Phoenix. But I'm just saying that movie. Like I by Simon Kimberg. Yeah, Simon Kingbury did it. Oh boy. Well, no, we're get, we're also getting. Uh, I think it came out. It just came out. Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, Gunpowder Milkshake, right? But it's like, but what I'm saying is like I saw a trailer for that movie with Jessica Chastain. And I just didn't buy it. I'm I like, buy it this either. just looks like. Eh. But like these, the girls in here, for some reason, I bought more into. Yes. Like though, and like the girl falls, fucking busts her leg. Open. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like. That's why I think Atomic. That's probably why I like Atomic Blonde so much because she gets beat up. She gets the shit kicked out of her. And like you know, she's in a fucking ice bath. Right. She's bruised up. She's in, like her lips button. Right. Like I'm like yes. Like but he, and even though like if you look at it outside of a movie, it is unrealistic for her to take as many punches. Just like any dude would. There's uh-huh. no way like you know. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, or Willis, there's no way they could take as many punches as they get Bro, in the movie. Schwarzenegger or, can, can. Well, Schwarzenegger probably can. He but, can, like, you know, you know think about Harrison Ford fighting the fucking big ass Nazi in, in Raiders. The guy would have fucking killed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way Harrison Ford wins that fight. But we just buy it. So, like, that's why I love Atomic Blonde because of how fucking brutal it is. And you just see the effects on her. You right. Know? And, and that's I'm why it's just awesome. like, yes. Like, yeah. that shit, I, I Hell buy yeah. into. And I bought a lot into that here as well, too. Just seeing. These fucking like badass women, stealth, like snipers, like everything about it. And like, yeah, I would 
I was hoping, like, when, when we first got this movie, I was hoping that, I was like, all right, we're going to get more Red Room. Cool. But we didn't really get as much as I thought we were going exactly. to. Exactly. And I think that was a bit of a missed opportunity because I think we could have gotten um, a lot more and it would have been, like, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. A lot of this movie, to me, even though I do enjoy it, it does feel like there is some missed opportunities here. Yeah, for know? sure. You know, and which I don't is, know. Which is kind um, of a bummer. But, but Kaylin Shoreland, I don't know what she, where her resume is. I don't know. Maybe this is her big... I think this is definitely like her, her first, her first big, major, which movie. is also a classical Marvel route. Oh yeah, just um, they, kind they of go after out. they go after these sort of smaller, talented directors. But I mean, they have a good scouting team because no, pick... and you know what? And I definitely do not knock the direction in this no. movie. Like I thought she did a good. job. I thought the direction was actually really good. Yeah, I like, thought the like there wasn't any moment where I thought like the directing was off. You no. know, in terms of performances, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, you know how the how the. Uh, how the everything played out in regards to the characters, but uh, for sure, but yeah, it's, it's just more kind of like just story and a little bit of plot. It's, it's more story, and like this could also go into the fact that um, we're not the biggest fans of how WandaVision ended, and one of the writers on Black Widow was the main writer for WandaVision. Oh, so that kind of like well, I didn't it, even know that. It, well, I looked up after the fact, yeah. I was like, who wrote this movie? And then I saw that who one wrote of the writers. This movie? Was one of that, so I'm like, oh, okay. That kinda... Is that Jack Schaefer? Yeah, Jack Schaefer, yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. but um, Kate Shirtland did you ever hear of Berlin Syndrome? I have, yes. Okay, she did that. Okay. And then, like, she's done some other films, but nothing, all small stuff. So this is her first major mm-hmm. major role. And, like, even, even like, the action, like, even though I wasn't, like, super crazy about the action stuff, like, I thought it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely was not bad, and I definitely enjoyed watching it. Like, especially, yeah. like, especially the prison break sequence. I really did The prison break sequence the prison and break the sequence. chase in uh, the first chase. It was solid. In the it was, street. It was like, a I really chase, enjoyed yeah. the first uh, street, uh, chase sequence. Yeah. For, for any of you video game people, it reminds me a lot of... Uh, a chasing Uncharted 4 with a big tank chasing after a motorcycle. Literally the same thing happens in Uncharted 4. I thought you were going to say G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Fuck G.I. Joe. The big tank in the street. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and with a CG, like, battering ram. Yes. Pops out of nowhere. Yes. Oh. Fucking G.I. Joe. Can you get ready for, ready for Snake Eyes, bro? <laughs> you know what, dude? You actually are a little excited for it I now. am only because I actually paid attention to the trailer. <laughs> and I saw my boy Eco in there. I didn't know he was in there. Bro, Eco's in there. Um, I have to support him. And like, you got... uh. Samara Weaving. Right. I didn't know she was yeah, in there either. Like, these are two people yes. who you've heard me just not shut up about. Yes. Forever. Samara Weaving's great, though, but Ready or Not is a gem. It is a gem. And uh, and she's, it's only a matter of time where she, not, you have to, well, I first saw her on The Babysitter. On oh, Netflix, true. Right, right. And I'm like, who is this woman? <laughs> like, she, okay, I'm actually going to say it. I know we keep getting off topic, but crazy uh, murdering witch aside. Her character in The Babysitter is probably, like, my dream girl. Really? Yeah. Like, just... She makes fucking alien references. <laughs> she makes Godfather references. She makes Star Wars references. Yes. You know? And, like, she literally is... Like, she defends you. Like, the kid's getting bullied, and she, like, steps in. Like, she... Like, uh, I believe McGee wrote and directed it. I'm he, not did. Entirely, he did. He did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so, he did the sequel too, right? I didn't see a sequel. Yeah. Um. But the way her character was written was like, and I'm a fucking child, was literally meant to just be this like guys among like like among you, nerds, yeah. among nerds, <laughs> yes. exactly. Hell yeah. Um, among like these like little nerds who need a babysitter. Like yes. we always fantasize about our babysitters. Hell yeah. You know. So like, <laughs> they it was like really well written. I'm just like I remember watching that movie. And I'm like I fucking love this girl, yeah. man. Like she's for just so many reasons. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And since then I've been like I've been in love with Samara Weaving. But yeah, but she's uh, she's playing Scarlet in uh, in fucking Snake Eyes. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go see it. I mean, what else are we gonna do? <sighs> yeah. Look, there's a good chance. Look, I am not. Um, 
I hate this movie. <laughs> I've not even seen it yet, but there, everything about it just pissed me off. Like whenever the trailer would come out, like I said, I would put my head down and not with like, that nope. stupid fucking song. Like they put like putting like rap into like the, yeah. into the trailers and stuff, and which like, is nope. a really shitty trend nope, you gotta get nope, away nope. from. But we were in IMAX. And I'm like, all right, I'll pay attention. And I was, I saw that these people were in it, so I'm like, oh, oh, all right, all right, maybe I'll watch it. And look, I could very well come out and uh, love it. Yes, I could come out of that movie theater and be like, oh my god, that was incredible. Yeah. Yes, but uh, but just for my own personal reasons, and it's, some, probably, it's probably gonna be trash. <laughs> No, no, just for my own personal reasons, I just really, like, don't... I just don't like what they're doing. Yeah. That's, that's Well, really they don't it. know what they're doing with the G.I. Joe franchise in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, true. They're, like, they obviously saw Snake as, like, oh, he's the most popular character. Let's do an origin story with him. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, whatever. <sighs> well, we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's always danger when you kind of go into uh, the mystery of what makes a character great. Yeah. Yeah, and I know Always. That, and look, there's never... There are different versions of his background. Um, there are many versions of where he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, it just feels wrong though. It feels wrong, you know? And, I, and, I, and like, I really like, um, I really like Henry Golding. I like him as an actor. I think he's, un, I think he's a little underrated. I almost want this to be a success just for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want, like, I'm not going into that movie to hate it. No, no, no I've not. not. I never do that. If, if I come out of the movie theater and I love it, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll, you know, I'll yeah. give it, I'll give it its due. But I just think when you go back to like the old school comics, when you go back to the old school cartoons, mm-hmm. not just the ones that were like. Not just the ones that were like in the age or whatever, but if you if you watch some of the adult swim cartoons yeah. that were like adapted from some of the or even the more recent comics too. Like there's just like I just feel like what I'm watching is not true. Yes. It's not like yeah. it, it's not true to the source material. Well, it's 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 from a studio that has the IP and they're like And they're a big budget studio. And we're, and like, they wanna, and we're like, we think we know what the audience wants. We're yeah. gonna give them that and we're gonna say fuck the source material. So we're gonna give them know? flashy CG and all this yeah. crazy bullshit and blah 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 and like whatever it just doesn't work but we'll see yeah well we'll go watch it and we'll we'll come back and make up our own yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but yeah i was originally gonna i was like i was so be i was like nope i'm not gonna see i'm not gonna see it but then i saw my peoples in there so i'm like all right you know what i gotta go support my boy eco so he can make me some more raid films (laughs) some more weaving you know like i've been you know i've been praising her forever so yeah i go put some money in their pockets and like we said we like harry goulding so yeah i'll I'll give you some of my cash hell yeah yeah. gotta support asians (laughs) yeah gotta support asians so you know we still didn't see in the heights no we haven't seen like i did not want to see in the heights at all i'm like nope i'm not gonna watch this fucking movie but then i saw that it didn't do well in the box yeah i was like like, ah fuck all right bro let's go see it gotta go support (laughs) it yeah (laughs) um all right bro let's uh let's score black widow i'm gonna go what do you give it Okay, I've been very. I want to become more strict with my grading because I feel like I was just like thinking back about our original grading. I gave like Devil all the time like an eight point one. I'm like that was like really high. Did you? I don't think you did. Wasn't I? No, I thought I thought we both gave it like lower scores. Okay, there was definitely something else though. But I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Like I literally had the same thought going into this. I'm yeah. I was like I gotta be better. I'm I'm like I'm like we definitely just can't like give movies like the same fucking scores over. Yeah, we gotta. I'm gonna be a little tougher. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little tougher. A little more legit. You know what I mean? So So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh you know I'm putting it all together. I'm I'm throwing it here on the table. I'm dealing my cards. I got the opening sequence. I got the opening credit. Um, title sequence, which is really cool. Characters were interesting. Um, directing and acting was amazing. Some of the action sequences were a little bit hit or miss. CG was hit or miss. Third act was kind of sloppy. Character reveal, villain reveal was bullshit. Um, the villain sucked. <laughs> Classic Marvel. Um, so I definitely think there's more good than bad, mm-hmm. even though I had issues. So I'm going to go with a solid 7.2. 
7.2. Okay. I'm going to be a little lower. Mm-hmm. I'm going 6.8. Okay. I think it's a very entertaining and fun movie that you can go see and have a good time with. But looking at it, Marvel, and this is what, like their 25th film, I think. Mm-hmm. At this point, I can't just keep giving them a pass, you know, when stuff just is not good. You know what I mean? Like at this point, like it's your 25th movie, there shouldn't still be villain problems. You know what I mean? There right. shouldn't still be villain problems. A lot of this stuff is like just Winter Soldier redone again. You know what I mean? That that kind of bugged the shit out of me. The third act just really does let the movie down a little bit for me. Um, like I said, like the whole cliche villain monologuing, the heavy-handed messaging, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Um, but and and just the simple fact that Natasha Romanoff is dead. We're never going to get another movie with her or with this crew that I grew to love throughout the course of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we're probably getting another Black Widow solo film with Florence Pugh at the lead. We'll probably David, still get Red David Guardian. David Harbour yeah. and, and Rachel Weisz will come back, obviously. But it sucks that, that we're not going to see Natasha Romanoff again. And that's, right. that also kind of bugs me. And that's always going to nag me, I think, about this film, R- regardless of, like, the situation. Like, I understand it's tough and I'm not blaming Kevin mm-hmm. Feige or anything like that, right. but it just—it's—it's just—it's a bummer. I mean, we could have—they could have just said "fuck off" and not given us a movie. Yeah, no, absolutely, you know? they absolutely could. We got it later. We did get it later. Yeah, but like but Drake once said, "Better late than never." Better late, <laughs> but never late is better. <laughs> I'm actually going to piggyback off of you because I do agree. Being this massive brand and everything now, 25 movies in, you should be able to at least afford. Or have proper talent come on in regards to writing mm-hmm. and directing. Like yeah. I understand that you have a good scouting team, like I said, right. who can pick out these like smaller indie directors Find and get like that, ta- that hidden right, talent. right, yeah, and yeah. that's cool and all. But yeah. when it comes to story, you should be able to get some like really good writers, right, and like know? really like lock it down, right, and then definitely see it from like an outside perspective. I mean, we we praise Feige all the time and everything, and rightfully so. The guy's a fucking genius, especially my fucking loki oh my god yeah, yeah incredible we're, we're, we're gonna get into we're yeah. definitely gonna get into but it's like that like clearly they had a very good creative team behind loki clearly and it's like i feel like now you're at this point where you should be able to recognize that sort of talent yes for you're literally the biggest studio in the world you're the biggest studio in the world probably the most profitable studio in the world like start acting like it yeah you know oh yeah 25 movies in like no let's fucking start acting i definitely like agree it. with you and like, and like i said like it, it eventually just reverts back to the classic like marvel formula mm-hmm. and it's like look bro like I, I like vanilla ice cream but sometimes i want some chocolate maybe you swear with some sprinkles you know what i mean just, just so just, fucking just, just flavor it up bro vanilla yeah literally it's vanilla bro you never heard the expression before? I have heard the expression, but like, like I'm saying, like I love chocolate chip mint, but every now and then I want like peanut butter or something, you know? No, bro, chocolate. I'm not gonna tell, say black with a chocolate chip mint. I'm not gonna disrespect chocolate chip mint I like that. Know. It's vanilla, know. bro. It's I vanilla. Th- I thought you were just kind of referring to like your normal go-to, but every well, now and then I tried you to give. I tried to give an easy metaphor for the bro, people. Bro, I was understand. not born in this country. I don't understand your fucking metaphors and shit. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> metaphor. Metaphor. Uh, before we wrap this up, bro, tell me about uh, the post-credit sequence. What'd you think? Well, I loved it. Um, I really like seeing Julie Dreyfus back. Yes. Um, she's so much fun. I love how they are sort of now uh, mixing the two worlds. Like, this is a character that was introduced in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes. And now we are seeing her on the big screen. So clearly there's big plans for her character um, in the MCU. Right. And I just love how, look, like like we were saying how Marvel's just like this massive studio. They're just literally... Like, if, if you don't know who she is, it's because you didn't watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier. However, when she popped up, the entire theater kind of, like, you just felt the they, energy. They, they knew. You they, felt the yeah, energy. They, exactly. They so they're knew, like, yeah. we can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, yeah, I don't care if we're, like, you know, jumping from TV to film. Um, and it was also her who set Yelena on 
Clint Barnes pass. Right, so we assume right. that'll that'll lead into Hawkeye. That's gonna play a big conflict. And I was already really excited for Hawkeye. Like uh-huh. I'm really fucking excited for the Hawkeye show because mm-hmm. I also just I love Jeremy Renner as as that character, and I feel like he's really gonna get his time to shine in this show along with Kate Bishop, who I'm excited that you know she's coming in now. Um, but yeah, man, like the fact that now we're going to have Florence Pugh involved as well, like that's going to set like another conflict for the show going forward. So right. that's, that just is like, yes, let's fucking go. Right. And it was just, um, and I, and a little bit of dialogue, the, the familiarity that they have with each other, Yep. how she said something along the lines of like, no, you can't give me missions. Like it's like my day off or yeah. whatever. So we assume that in the time that's passed since, um, since she last saw her sister, uh, that she was up to some shit. Yeah. You know, out here maybe like scheming, maybe doing missions. She also could have gotten dusted too. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, but yeah, it kind of seems like Yelena is, is up, was, it's not really, she's kind of in that gray area of maybe still kind of killing people. Yeah. <laughs> still no, for sure. like, uh, still doing missions for, uh, for Mother Russia. Yeah. And shit like that. <laughs> so, um, so, so we will see. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it and it was a nice little touch. Um, of having her going to Natasha Natasha's grave. Oh you know? yeah, that was definitely a nice touch too. Um, and also with Contessa being there, she's kind of trying to form her own team. It seems like because mm-hmm. with Captain America: Winter Soldier, she obviously nabbed John Walker. Um, you know, in the comics, uh, Baron Zemo is a part of like I think it's like the Dark Avengers. I think yeah. Right? Um, and she's Madam Hydra. She's Madam Hydra. Yeah. So you know, and then I think um, what's his name is also part of it too. The Abomination. And the Abomination is part of Dark yes, Avengers as well. He so he he's going to pop up in Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. which we also have thoughts about mm-hmm. after the fact of the Loki finale. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're really pushing this Loki finale talk here. So make sure you go check it out. Yeah, we loved it. Spoiler alert. We Spoiler alert. Loved we loved it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, post-credit scene was pretty cool. It was it was awesome to see. It was, uh, you know, a nice, I guess, wrap-up for Natasha with her grave being there to see that she actually did get a grave, which was nice. And then, you know, setting us up for Hawkeye and, you know, going forward with Yelena as the new Black Widow. Right. And just, again, the little interaction between the two, how they know each other, they have familiarity with each other. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Yelena was doing some stuff for her. Doing some shit. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what, what that's all about. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. man. But uh, all right, Nerds Nation, that'll do it for our review of Black Widow. Thank you guys again for joining us. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials, keeping an eye out for that big, beautiful FN logo. And with that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Hello,